Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all since last Thursday. That's the last time we were on the air. Uh, we had great shows last week. Our our show last Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday was amazing. It was it was it was everything you could want in a show. Perfect flow, amazing rhythm, fantastic guests, uh, unbelievable dialogue, and uh, absolutely flawless uh, with 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 our flow. The way we go back and forth, we all resonate perfectly with one another, and we never run out of things to talk about. I am so proud and happy how far this show has come and all of the uh, great future plans we have for this show. I mean, there's a, there's a lot in store. Uh, we have um, definitely uh, a huge ride ahead of us. And I'm uh, very excited to be on this roller coaster. It is a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, we were off yesterday. Uh, as you know, I was not feeling well. I did take the day. I did take the day off. Uh, you know, I I was really. I mean, I had some really stomach stuff going on, some blue stuff going on, and I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I'm feeling better today. I mean, still a little there, but it's at least I'm functioning. At least I'm uh, able to um, to maintain and uh, and you know keep my sanity. Yesterday, I was in a lot of pain. It was. It was hard to stay calm yesterday, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. But anyways, guys, like I do every episode, I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my sponsors and audience. You are all incredible. Uh, the show is listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And if you miss any past clips, past episodes, or need 24-7 breaking news coverage, visit my media site, vnexnexgen. G-E-N-U-S-A.com. Also remember, in about starting in two weeks, I will be on the radio, a national political radio station with millions of people listening. Um, very excited to share that with you. Also remember, in about two months, month and a half, two months, we had a little bit of a setback because we are raising money right now, but we are going to be releasing a brand new huge 24-7 media network, many notable names, like I said, doing their own shows. We already have about, we already have about 90% of the show slots filled up, so we only have about 10, 10% to fill. Uh, many people uh, all over the country and internationally, uh, my good friend, America's Stuff Sheriff Joe Arpaio, as well as Director of Jihad Watch, Robert Spencer, two very popular guys, will be the main faces of the network. So, um, that's really exciting stuff. Really exciting. Um, it's it's going to be huge. Uh, we're and we're raising the right amount of money so it lives to its highest potential, and you know succeeds to the highest degree. We we um, we want to make this thing perfect. We really do. All right. Uh, some other announcements. Um, we will be adding new people to the show uh, in the coming weeks. A lot of big guests on the list. I will probably read that list today if I have time, uh, but I've already been booking weeks out, so that's really, uh, really fun stuff. Uh, I do, though, I do want to welcome to the show, and again, guys, it is so good to be back with all of you. 
Like I was, you know, being off the air just for a couple of days, it kind of makes me, you know, it, it, it loses my routine. I, you know, I don't do good without structure, you know, and, and this show is such a huge part of my life. I mean, it's, 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 it is like my livelihood, you know, it becomes a pattern for me. It becomes a, um, it, it, I mean, it's, it's huge. I mean, what, what we've accomplished, where, where it's gone, oh, you know, I mean, in, in less than two years. Remember, I randomly picked up the mic less than two years ago, and here I am. It'll be two years in December. Over 200 episodes later, listened to in 25 countries on nearly 70 online platforms. You would have asked me this a year and a half ago if this was possible. I would have said, you're crazy. I would have said, you're crazy. And I'm always going back and reviewing different material from old episodes. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff um, I want to bring back and and people and topics. So we will definitely uh, do that as well. Um, But I love you all. And let's get into it. I do want to welcome uh, doctor, political activist, NRA member, and 2020 Republican congressional candidate for the 13th district, 13th district of Ohio, Dr. Dwayne Hennon. How are you, sir? I am doing great, Rory. How are you doing today? You're doing very well. Great to have you here. Thank you. Absolutely. I also would like to welcome to the show, uh, I believe we have him with us. We have popular talk show host and activist, Chris Stella. Chris, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on again, Rory. Absolutely, absolutely, Chris. And Chris, um, glad you're here tonight. Uh, definitely, if you want to right now, uh, tell everybody uh, about your show. Uh, so, yeah, it's called uh, Conservative Talk with Chris Chella. Um, it's on Facebook on Major League Liberty. And then I have my own personal uh, Periscope and YouTube accounts. Periscope, YouTube, just Conservative Talk with Chris Chella. And then um, I'm on uh, Network Major League Liberty on Facebook, and we're, we also have a website, MajorLeagueLiberty.com. Uh, Facebook has been you know, doing their best to suppress us, um, but we've still managed to you know, grassroots grow up to 30,000 um, subscribers and, view, um, and likes. So uh, we're doing pretty well, even though Facebook is you know, putting the hammer down on us. Uh, so, yeah. Guys, like the page, um, go to my YouTube page, uh, YouTube channel, subscribe. It's really, really appreciated. Um, you know, again, we're trying to battle these tech conglomerates, the tech tyranny, and uh, and all we can do is ask for your help, and uh, it's sincerely appreciated. Absolutely, my friend. I um, I love your show. I've, I've watched it a couple times. Good show. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really do. Absolutely. I also would like to welcome to the show we have retired police chief and homicide detective Michael Valsi. Michael, how are you? Fine, Roy. Thanks for having me on. Um, listening to your opens all the time, talking about your show with uh, the ambition you have and uh, and the sincerity and dedication you're putting into it. I know it's going to be a, a really good success for you. I look forward to the rest of your guests and the topics tonight. Absolutely. Well, great to have you here, as always. Thank you. I would also like to welcome to the show, I believe, I believe we have him with us, a retired Army paratrooper, Iraq and Afghanistan vet, activist, White, White House military office, and currently the 2020 U.S. House candidate from Tennessee, Todd McKinley. Todd, how are you? 
Hey, Roy. How's it going, brother? Doing well. Great to have you back, my friend. How's your week? How was your yeah, weekend? Appreciate it. Oh, not bad. I was in D.C. all last week. I uh, enjoyed some meetings, and I enjoyed the Bush Cheney alumni events that were going on up there. I spent Friday and Saturday nice. of last week uh, attending those events and uh, working on, uh, you know, moving forward in our exploratory for our campaign. Uh, we're still in that exploratory phase. Uh, we don't have a, our primary till next August, so we still have some time on launching the campaign fully. And we don't really right. want to run run out of steam before the new year, so we want to basically wait and uh, you know kind of see see how things are going to play out before we decide to go ahead and launch the campaign fully. But still in the exploratory phase, uh, you know, like I said, I'm 99.999 to infinity, uh, you know, for sure that I will be running. But you know, a few things could change between now and the time we pick up petition in January. Uh, but right now, right. things are looking good. Things are looking good. We're working on getting the president and the vice president reelected. I think things are looking good for, for, for that as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, I'm hoping he's going to win the popular vote as well as the Electoral College. And, of course, you know, that's, that's a major focus uh, in, in my, my book right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, you're absolutely right, uh, 100%. And I'm, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad everything's going well and uh, sounds like you've got a lot of fun stuff going on. Oh, absolutely. Still, still out doing some associate uh, advance work for the president and vice president on a regular basis. Uh, enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, you know, do what I can on the side, and of course, do things locally here and in Northeast Tennessee. And of course, anybody across the country who who gives me calls or emails me on a regular basis, asking just asking for advice and thoughts on their own campaign. I uh, love right. hearing some outsider, you know, some some somebody looking at it from a different angle. Uh, advice to different candidates who are running. You know, I know hundreds of people that are uh, exaggerating a little bit, but you know, dozens of people who are running for Congress across the, the country. A lot of them are veterans, and uh, you know, I love giving my thoughts and two cents on what what their race looks like. For, uh, you know, from my standpoint, of course, try to pay attention as much as I can to those races, and I hope you know we we can take back the House, and of course, put a lot of veterans in the House this next go around. I think we would see a lot more things get done if that's the case. Absolutely, 100%. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, definitely a lot to get into tonight. Happy to have you here. Yes, sir. Thank you. All righty, everybody. And uh, to my audience, since I was not on the air yesterday, I, I uh, like I do on Monday episodes, I always say uh, I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. I hope it was fun. I hope it went accordingly. Um, you know, and I, I hope it was uh, everything it uh, should have been. All righty. God, it is good to, good to be back. I was getting antsy. I was getting antsy. Um, happy to be here. But I, uh, I wanna, I wanna get into a couple things. Want to review just some, some of what, ha- what's happened in the media and in the headlines since we've been gone. You know, this past weekend was story after story. I mean, it was a uh, media firestorm. There was just. Headline after headline, it was constant. There's a lot to catch up on. Uh, let me just go through some of these, and then there's some big ones I definitely want us to get into some detailed discussions on. So if everybody uh, wants to take notes and, and if they have any thoughts on any of, of what I say, I will definitely bring it up on the panel. But I want to start with um, obviously very huge news uh, a couple days ago. President Trump has now celebrated an historic milestone of 150 judges. Think of that. 150 judges. That is unbelievable. He came in 
and Obama had all these vacancies. And people want to say Obama is this amazing president. I mean, we all know Obama is the worst president ever, especially us conservatives. We know that. You know, anybody with a brain knows that. But these delusional leftists want to say how great Obama is. Obama never had any flaws. And they can't see past skin color. That's all they see. It's identity politics. It's bullshit. It's complete crap. They don't even look at policy like stuff like this. Obama left 150 vacant judges for Donald Trump. Do you realize? Do you realize that sort of um, how much of a treat and present that is for our president? That is huge. No president has ever gotten that luxury. And no president would ever, at least that I can remember, is idiotic enough to leave that many vacancies. I mean, they put, a lot of them, if they, if they care about their party and they're really dedicated, you know, they'll do whatever it takes to get those seats filled up. But Obama, we all know what his story was. You know, he got into office to enrich, to, you know, enrich himself. You know, get richer, uh, be more powerful, didn't give a shit about the American people. Totally, the most, probably the most self-centered president I've, I've ever seen. I, the, the arrogance and the ignorance on that guy is it, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, and I'll tell you, President Trump, 150 judges, you know, this is, <laughs> this is big, guys. Think about, think about all the bad influences and bad judgment from these left-wing judges appointed by the very few Obama appointed or all the ones Clinton, appoint, Clinton appointed or these past ones like the rhinos and some, some that Bush appointed. Not all. There's some really good ones, but there's some rhinos in there. But think about what, what, what Trump is doing. Think about how um, he's making a huge impact on our, on our system. I mean, this is great for the future of conservatives, for our values, for our Constitution, for our traditional uh, signature um, morals we live by. I mean, this, this is bringing America back slowly but surely. You know, judges are probably, I would say, the most important. Because ultimately they make the decision. Think about it. Think about how many times Trump has been um, denied on, on certain things with the border, with immigration, with, with, you know, various things. And this is because of the corrupt liberal judges. So, you know, and, and the media doesn't give this enough, enough news, news time, and they should, because this is really big. I mean, I, I know a lot of people – I mean, I'm not going to say a lot of people, but some people don't look at stuff like this and, and understand the importance. And you, you really do. You have to. This is huge. This is so big. Um, let's see here. God, President Trump came out with some numbers over the weekend. And illegal aliens are costing Americans $300 billion each year. Think about that. $300 billion would it be? This is what we're dealing with. Taxpayer dollars. I mean, you know, I'm not going to generalize all of these people because, you know, there's some of them that work, but there's a really good amount of them that just come here and suck us dry and leech off our system and have no motive or no uh, – they have no – they have no, they, they have no um, motive of working. They have no 
they have no interest. They want to come here, take advantage, get the free stuff, use our, use our taxpayers, disrespect our flag, disrespect our values, disrespect our morals. They, they, some of these people, a handful of them, quite a few, like I say, not all, but uh, quite a few, bitch, you know, they bitch and complain, excuse my language, about how racist America is, how hateful America is, but they come here and mooch off our dime. I mean, come on. I mean, it needs to stop. And think about this. This is years and years of pile-ups from these past crooked politicians that were allowing this. This is not just Obama's fault. This goes back far, far, far. And it's built up. It's part of the swamp. It really is. Because these Democrats and these people are bringing these illegals in here for multiple reasons. Obviously, the main ones are cheap labor, votes, you know, power, I guess. I mean, they, you know, they use these people as pawns. It's crazy. It is. Um, success over the weekend. President Trump successfully killed, uh, announced that the U.S. successfully killed Osama bin Laden's son. Very big news. Very big. That, um, you know, that's something that is a, obviously a, a huge relief to us. We didn't know what the future uh, was with this guy and how he was making a bunch of terrorist threats and, you know, different organizations he was going to try to put together to attack the U.S. So, you know, we, put, we put, basically put this issue to rest. So happy there. That's good. God, guys, I, w- I will tell you, there, there is so much insanity going on with these hundred different genders that they're trying to shove down our throats. I mean, we, you know, we, we have news outlets like the BBC trying to tell school children that there are over a hundred genders, over a hundred genders. This is what leftist ideology has come to. You can be a hippopotamus. You can be the goddamn tooth fairy. Excuse my French. You can be all these things you desire. You know, we've gone so far away from, from reality in society and, so, it, it's, you know, it, it's what, what these people are indoctrinating into, into the children, into, you know, into these schools, into these different classes, and, and you know, into these church, I mean, into all our public places should terrify anybody. Ten years ago, this would have been laughed at as insane, and people would have had to go to a mental institution for even talking like this. But now it's normalized and it's enabled and they're they're wanting three-year-old children to basically decide their own identity, their gender identity. So if a kid comes out at three years old, a boy, and says he, he thinks he's a girl, they think parents should listen to that. Good God. When do we ever listen to little children at three years old you know, saying what their sexual orientation is. Kids should not even be thinking about that at that age. You should be playing with toys. Kids, I mean, yes, kids' toys, of course. And I'm just like, like living the life of a young kid. This sort of ideology of this crappy sex talk, you know, should not come into the play until middle school or early high school. I mean, come on. And a hundred different genders? What the hell? And you know what? If we try to question this, if we try to argue it, we get called bigots. 
We get called Nazis. We get called hateful. And this is what they're trying to push with the equality BS. This is what they're trying to push when they say let everybody be themselves. They're trying to push this totally delusional lifestyle and ideology, and it's really sickening, and it's ruining people. You're seeing all these people ending up at psychiatrists for stuff like this. And the next, mark my words, the next step for this crap is pedophilia. The next thing they're going to normalize is pedophilia. That's next on the list. This is what the left does. They start with little things, and then they keep going inches and inches until they get a mile. And then they keep pushing, and they keep pushing, and they keep pushing. Think about all the pedophilia and all the sex trafficking that the left is responsible for and the people that they give money to that support those organizations. This is crazy. Um, The abortion industry has totally uh, gone to a new low. I mean, right now, right now, I mean, it's the most disgusting. I I mean, it's always been a a, a thing that I've never believed in. You know, I've always said, be responsible. There's no reason why you can't put on a condom and protect yourself. There's no reason why. There's no reason why a woman can't, you know, I mean, she has 12 weeks to get an abortion. That's totally more than enough time. And you always want to whine and complain and say, oh, it's my choice. It's my choice. Okay, you got 12 weeks and until there's a heartbeat detected. And guess what? Guess what? If you get an abortion after 12 weeks, then you are a pig. You're a smelly animal, and you, 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 are, you are evil. There is no exception. None at all. And it's this sense of entitlement. It's disgust and filth saying, oh, it's my body, it's my body. Well, you have a human being in there. So it's actually not your body technically. Yeah, you're holding it, but it's actually a human being. You're killing a human being. It's no different than murder. It's no different than murder. It's the same as walking down the street and shooting somebody in the head. It's no different. And you have these people. You have these animals that will go and get an abortion at eight, nine months, and I've never seen anything more disgusting in my life. And they normalize it to Democrats. They try to put it out in society like it's normal. Don't forget why Planned Parenthood started, to kill black babies, to, to you know, to make the, the, the lower class. I mean, it really is. It's a really bad situation what we're dealing with. And these smelly feminists that march on the street and talk all this gibberish and crap, and it, it, it's, the, it's just like so nasty. They're, they're the most disgusting, most vile people on earth. They think that it's okay. They have, and they, you know, we've seen what the feminist narrative is, the anti-male. You know, we don't need males. They want to be superior. You know, and they're, they're just the grossest breed of them all, these feminists. Going back to this abortion thing, it's insane. And abortion has gotten so extreme, you found 2,246 unborn children in in an abortionist home. A guy that does abortion in Indiana, they just found all those dead babies in his home. 
this is the kind of industry that we are dealing with. And he is actually friends and donors of lots of Democrats in D.C. There are so many things that people are not talking about in this industry that is out of hand. I mean, it's even more worse than some of the stuff we hear on TV. And it's just, there's going to be more and more stuff revealed as time goes on. This is not going to end. We are going to get to the bottom of this. Trump is going to keep signing lots of pro-life bills and protecting, you know, the youth and, the, and our babies. And, and, and the, you know, this is this, this sort of evil communism ideology. Is it going to fly? I mean, you have 12 weeks. What, after 12 weeks, what's so hard to understand? And be more responsible. I mean, people are not responsible. I mean, you have all these people popping out hundreds of damn kids, and then they want the government to take care of them, a lot of them. Oh, yeah, take care of my kids. I mean, kids, you got all this crap. What the hell? Like, no, no, no. Take care of your own damn kids. And if you can't take care of them, stop having them. Enough. Abortion should not be the answer. But this guy, anyways, this guy that's, um, you know, almost over 2,000 dead children from him performing abortions found in his home. There's more. There's, there's going to be a huge investigation, but I will obviously come back to this and we'll talk about it. But, I, you know, this is the kind of stuff that is, is happening, and people cannot be oblivious. They need to be attentive and aware. Oh, my God. You know, this is, this, this is interesting. Uh, 83% of adults blame mental health for mass shootings. 83% of adults are blaming mental health. That's a good sign. And that's from a Gallup poll. You know, we have all the news media trying to shove it down our throat saying, it's the guns, it's the guns, take away the guns. And the Democrats are saying the same thing. But in reality, it's not the guns. Guns don't kill people. It's the idiot or the moron behind the gun that kills the person that doesn't know how to act with it. Very simple. So I'm glad majority of America at 83% understands that it's mental health. It's very simple. And we're not a stupid nation. So I thank uh, the, the responders from that poll. Because it's very simple. And when you, when you put gun laws up, all you do is leave the good guy defenseless. Because criminals don't follow laws. They never have. They never will. It's that simple. It's that, that simple. Um, wow, this, this is insane. I mean, this, this is what we're dealing with. This sort of entitlement. DACA illegals are now suing to ensure that they still get welfare because you have Trump cutting back on a lot of these immigration programs, and you have DACA recipients now suing taxpayers for our dollars, pretty much. I mean, they are – just think about it. The court costs comes out of taxpayer dollars, welfare, taxpayer dollars. I mean, these people are animals. They are sick. It's it's a whole nother level of of filth. I mean, get over yourselves. I mean, this is what has been created over so long with these politicians, with these swamp creatures, with the media. Entitlement, entitlement, entitlement. Too many, too many people in this country think they're owed something. It's, I think it's probably one of the biggest issues in our society. I mean, it's a, the worst mentality you could ever carry. That's a, I hate that mentality. Um, this is crazy. Um, you, have, you have high school cheerleaders 
I, I believe it was North Carolina. I don't, I don't remember what state. Uh, but they're, not, they're on probation with their school because they went to a sporting event and held up a Trump 2020 banner. Really? Really? That, they, they went to a high school event holding that up, and they get that. This is, this is the kind of political correctness, you know, threat on freedom of speech culture we live in right now. You can't even go to your own high school game and hold up a banner supporting your president. The communism tactics have taken over the school systems. Think about it. Most teachers are communists. They're socialists. They want to tell us what to do with our money, and they, they, they want everybody to do everything for free. Then why don't they work for free if they believe in socialism so much? And another big fact here, this is huge. Everybody's got to hear this. Carbon emissions are at the lowest level since 1992. Where are all those soy boy liberals at? Oh, global warming is the biggest threat to America. We need to save it. Where are all you wimps at? Car- the carbon emissions are at the lowest since 1992. Where the hell is the mainstream media? Where's the left? Come on. Come on. I thought you guys believed in science. No, you guys only believe in science when it's convenient for you. And they're not even real facts. Because if you really believed in science, you wouldn't think there were 100 different genders. Idiots. Um, last thing before I get to the panel. This headline, and, and, and going back into the PC culture before I get to this last headline. You know, we have Democrats who want to, who, who want to change, change James Bond. You know, we have them trying to say, well, we need a black James Bond. We need a woman James Bond. We, you know, why are you trying to change history? If you needed that, why didn't you say it 50 years ago? Why all of a sudden today? And why would you rewrite a storyline in a movie, you know, because other, other people are offended? Give me a break. PC culture is out of control. Last thing I want to bring up before I get to the panel this is a big thing. This came out this weekend, and I knew it was just a matter of time, but we have Jesse Smollett 2.0, former football player, spray-painted, and vandalized his entire business with racial slurs and mega slogans, saying that he was targeted by someone, but in reality, it was him. He set up the attack. He set up the hate hoax. He created this entire narrative just to get attention. And, I mean, this is what Obama has created. Obama created these animals to be entitled, to, to, to act selfish, to, you know, say how bad Trump is, even without knowing any facts. All these different liberal, untrue talking points have made these people on the left go insane. Whoever thought that we would have fake hate crime hoaxes in 2019? I mean, this is what we have children. These are children. Jesse Smollett, this football player, a washed-up football player, wants more 15 minutes of fame, been out of the limelight for a while, retired. I don't know if his restaurants were struggling. I don't know what the deal was. But he gets out randomly tries to race base and create this race war narrative and tries to paint this whole picture 
that Trump supporters are bad. But once again, Trump supporters win. You know, once again, we get, you know, interrogated and accused of lies, lies, lies. You know, the, the real story is all the fake narratives and hysteria that the media makes up about Trump supporters. Trump supporters aren't hateful. These are fake narratives that come from the media that, that try to, to point us in the, in the wrong, in the wrong, I mean, the wrong, in the wrong light. I mean, we, we aren't, we aren't the, the hateful uh, bigots. Uh, it's the people that are accusing us of it, which is the left. They are the re- real hateful ones. They are the Nazis. They are the racists. They are the people that aren't for, aren't for uh, equality for America, and they want to generalize and constantly put people in boxes. It never ends. It never ends. It really doesn't. It's sick. Uh, Dr. Hennon, let's go to you first. Wow, that was a lot of stuff there, Rory. Uh, I know, I know. Number one, I'm going to break it down real simple. There's two genders, only two. You're male or you're female. Uh, You know, the next point, $300 billion. I want you to think about that. $300 billion that uh, illegals are costing us. And think about what we can do with that money. Well, that's enough to build a wall across the southern border and the northern border in one year. That's a lot of money. Uh, you know, we, we could seal both borders doing it with that much money. Uh, you know, you, you'll look at everything that they're taking. Look at California. It's all free, 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 free. Well, at least it's free to them. It's not free to us because we're the ones paying for it. Uh, you, you know, you just look at, you know, all the things that, you know, the, the, the Democrats are doing to smear everything. You know, you take that football player. Come on, you have to come up with stories like that. You look at all the things that Kavanaugh has to go, go through. You know, where they were just talking about, hey, we're, we're going to impeach him now. You know, uh, all the nonsense, you know, that, that, that just keep, bring, keep bringing up, keep attack, 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 attack. At what point as Republicans do we stand up and attack back? You know, at what point do we actually stand up and defend ourselves? And I'm not saying attack back in a negative way. I'm saying at what point do we stand up and we actually fight for the values that we have in this country and we fight and we take back what they actually have taken from us over the, over the years? I mean, it's time we actually get some spine. We put some spine in, in, into the Congress. We, we, you know, actually get some Republicans that are going to hold firm to what our values are and not budge an inch. And I think we've even got a couple on the show. You know, it's like I know myself. I'm that way. Uh, I believe we have another gentleman that's that way. Uh, you know, uh, from Tennessee. Uh, and, and I think it's time we get get out there and we actually start fighting and we start actually winning once again. You know, we've got the time right now with President Trump in office that we get the House back. We can actually make some changes, and let's make it positive. Rather than doing what uh, Paul Ryan did and just sit on his butt, we can actually get in there and actually make some changes and make things actually work for the American people again. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you 100%. And um, what, what, uh, what are your thoughts on um, you know, this whole – the, the 83% of adults blame mental health. I mean, the Gallup poll. It's a good well, sign, you know, right? I, I, I would agree with that, um, and I, I don't know if I'd say it's, it's all just mental health. I'd put into this, unless you want to include um, lack of a moral compass as a mental health, because I guess that can be – that's a mentality that people live in. Um, you know, we're raising kids today that have no respect, uh, no uh, – you, you know, we don't even respect life, not even our own life. You know, that's how we're raising them. Hey, they're not of any value. Let, let's just – how about we teach this, that you're created in the very image of God, so therefore you have value. You have value to God. You, you, you're a valuable person no matter who you are. 
And if people get that concept in their mind, they start understanding that we're all, you know, of value, maybe you'll start having, you know, a little bit of respect for life. But we teach it, it, hey, you know, if there's a a baby in the womb, and I'm going to say a baby because it's not just a fetus, it's not a lump of cells, it's actually a human being. My opinion is it starts at day one because that's a new DNA. A new DNA means a new being. Uh, You know, if we start saying, hey, that has value, then maybe people will start to get it. We need to put some morals back in this this country. You know, I have these hats that say make America godly again, and I'll stand with that. Maybe the name, you know, God scares some people, but you know what? I believe there's an ultimate creator, and I believe that is God Almighty, and, you know, we need to put that back in our country. Absolutely. Very very well said. Uh, Chris Sella, let's go to you. Go ahead. Um, Yeah, so many topics you touched on. Uh, First, I want to talk about abortion. Um, You know, Planned Parenthood, as you said, you know, was created to stop black people and minorities from having children. Uh, Margaret Sanger was eugenicist. Hitler got his idea for the final solution from her. Her, She was a racist, and yet Planned Parenthood is held up as this noble organization when they sell, they, you know, they were caught selling baby parts. You know, they lie and lie and say, oh, no, we don't do that. We don't do that. They were selling baby parts that they get when, when they perform the abortions. You know, they put them in a freezer. They sometimes glue them back together, and then they sell them. And it's just – it's so ghoulish and terrifying and just horrific, and yet they are just, again, praised this, as this noble organization. And you know, all the feminists and all the social justice warriors come out in their defense. And it's like, do you know anything about – do you read a history book? Well, you probably read a revisionist history book at uh, you know, UC Berkeley that you know, doesn't talk about, about any of that. Um, so it's just very, very disturbing to see Planned Parenthood, again, held up as this noble organization when they kill children and then they sell the parts. I mean, what, what could be any worse than that? But um, also – you know, I follow the whole, um, you know, the, the whole uh, movie, trying to change movie characters and, you know, iconic, um, like, you know, I'm a big Marvel fan, for example, and they're making the next Thor female. They're making a female version of Thor, uh, Natalie Portman <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the new Thor movie. Um, <laughs> you know, they're, and, and Daniel Craig, who played James Bond, played, played him very well. He was one of my favorite James Bond, um, besides maybe Pierce Brosnan. Came out and said, "Yeah, I'd be in support of a female or a black James Bond." Of course you would, you Hollywood <laughs> simp. I mean, yeah, big surprise, uh, you know. Um, and uh, you know these these uh, these high school, you know, were the cheerleaders? Was it um, get in trouble for holding up a Trump 2020 sign? I mean, yeah. Where is the free speech? Where is the the ability to express? You know, school, high school, middle school, high school, college. That's where you should be, you know, have uh, be able to have a free marketplace of ideas where you get to pick and choose, you know, you get to see both sides of the spectrum and you get to pick and choose what you believe in. And instead, it's try- people are trying to just say, nope, you believe this is what you have to believe in. They're indoctrinated. They get, they're taught revisionist history. They're taught fake science. And they are just and, – and, and, and they're completely brainwashed. And so you get these drones, and then they go to college, and they major in gender studies, and they come out dumber than when they went in and unable to find a job. And it's just – it's very, very troubling. Um, and Oh, and uh, I wanted to mention the judiciary. Um, you know, I, got, I, I, have the, I have the very good fortune of going to Liberty University, which is a very conservative school. Um, and uh, we had a gentleman from the Heritage Foundation come in. Uh, yeah, he came in last semester – and uh, talked about how 
you know, how big of an impact Trump is making, not just on the Supreme Court, obviously, with um, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, but, um, you know, in the circuit courts. You know, yeah, all the judges that Obama left unappointed, um, you know, he's filling all those vacancies, and that is huge. That is gigantic. That is bigger than than so many things that people don't think about it. But you're right, as you said, the, those are the people who ultimately make the decisions. When 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 people challenge Trump on his um, you know border policy or his travel ban or whatever the case may be, it goes to the circuit courts and eventually goes to the Supreme Court. And we need people in those positions who will abide by the law and not be activist judges trying to change the law. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. You're very well said, and I'm sure you probably have some thoughts on uh, Jesse Smollett 2.0, the football player that crashed his restaurant, this, the hate crime It's hub. like, uh, oh, gosh, it's just, it, it, it really is just so uh, irritating. You got Jesse Smollett, the guy, and I love, how, I love how Dave Chappelle went after him and, you know, did the whole, <laughs> uh, the whole bit, Jesse Smollett. That, that was hilarious because it is funny, and it should be joked about. And these people are desecrate, destroying their own homes, their own businesses, putting, pouring bleach on themselves, put, putting ropes around their neck, <laughs> all in an attempt to try to uh, create a bigger divide in this country. These are the type of people who still believe in the hands up, don't shoot, which is a totally false, fake narrative that was parroted by the media for months and months and months, and Obama perpetuated that. Obama was the most divisive president we've ever had. Um, and he, you know, he just just made the, uh, the, uh, the division between, you know, race in this country just so bad. And that's yeah. why we have things like this happening is because people are just so obsessed with race and uh, and and with and, and especially with Trump. This whole Trump is a bigoted racist Nazi. He needs to be taken down. And so they do things like this. They're so insane. They're willing to just, you know, desecrate their homes, their companies, whatever. Um, their businesses to in order just to get um, you know make Trump look bad. <laughs> it's, it's it's astounding. It's true. It's very true. I mean this is this is what we're dealing with. Uh, Michael Balsi, go ahead. Well, Roy, you covered a lot of material there. Uh, I'll start with the judges. Uh, the 150 judges, you know, and you mentioned about Obama's arrogance. You just can't find it hard to believe that a guy could leave 150 positions open. Uh, in the judiciary if they didn't sincerely believe Hillary was going to win the election. He thought those appointments were going to be made by her, and it just didn't work out that way for them. Fortunately for uh, President Trump, he'll get many more to come, too. With regards to genders, I mean, any sane, reasonable person knows there's two genders, but you hit on a good point. They are going to start trying to normalize pedophilia, and you can start to see it already at some of the colleges and universities. Uh, it's already being wrote into, written into the curriculum, and that's got to be quite disturbing. And I think the reason they're doing that is to try to normalize it is that there's so many people caught up in this pedophilia stuff. We've seen all the arrests, and, and thousands and thousands and many more to come from what I can tell with regards to uh, Planned Parenthood, you know, I've always been anti-abortion. I've actually uh, uh, been out to Planned Parenthood and held signs with the Knights of Columbus. Uh, you know, 
you know, at the moment of life, uh, you know, there's 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 an, an actual, uh, you know, at the moment of a heartbeat, there's life. And, you know, for years in Indiana, I believe it's still that way here. I know other states have changed it. If you actually murdered a woman and she was pregnant, you got you were charged with both murders, okay, the woman and the child. And there's been and there's been states that have changed that. I don't think Indiana is one of them. Uh, I wanted to bring that point up since you were on that. With regards to the hoaxes, I just read that article where that whole Trayvon Martin thing was a hoax. This goes this this stuff goes back a long way. That whole thing with Trayvon Martin that just blew up in the media with the hoodie and the whole nine yards, that whole thing was a hoax. And I haven't seen all the details on it yet. But I've mentioned in your show, uh, I think it was last week, we talked about the mental health issue. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for the liberals in the ACLU, all these mental institutions wouldn't have been regulated out of business. And I really think the president has hit on it, that he wants to revisit the, uh, the mental health care facilities and, and, and see that they're reopened, because I think there is an issue. And it may have been caused by upbringing. It may have been caused by indoctrination in the schools or indoctrination at home. Uh, but we do have some mentally ill people. It, you, normal people can't go in and commit mass murder. They just don't do that. Their upbringing doesn't allow them to do that. So visited, and I think it's a step in the right direction. And uh, I'll leave it at that, Roy. We covered a lot of ground there. Okay. Sounds good. Well, very well said. Always, always, always on point. Uh, Let's go to uh, Todd McKinley. Todd, your thoughts on everything? Well, I think everybody hit pretty much every every topic that's going on right now, and, and, and did a great job of it. I tell you that uh, the the North Carolina cheerleader thing that was in Stanley County, North Carolina, which I'm not exactly sure where that's at, but I'm like, you know, there's a time and place where we should allow kids to express themselves, and at a football game, for crying out loud, that's one place they should be able to do so. You want you want to hold up a Trump sign, or heck, if you want to hold up a Biden sign, I don't care. By all means, do that. But you know, as long as you're not disrupting the, a classroom environment, by all means, do whatever you need to do. You know, wear, wear your MAGA gear, wear whatever gear you want to. But the the reality is, is what we're doing is allowing uh, st- students to be indoctrinated by the left. Uh, you know, right. at, not only at the university and college level, but also in the high schools, middle schools, and elementary schools. You know, think about this. Uh, you, you see around the country on a, on a near regular basis every week we see where we have the drag queens. They're doing these readings for these kids, and, you know, they're <laughs> teaching them that, you know, there's, they're, they're, you, you see it all the time. You see that there's multiple genders out there, hundreds of genders or whatever. And I think you're absolutely right that they are going to try to push the narrative that, you know, pedophilia is okay. You know, don't worry about it. It's all normal. And you, and you see a lot of different groups that are starting to push that now. Uh, you know, and, and it's funny is whenever they t- talk about, you know, the, the right being anti-science whenever it comes to, say, global warming or climate change. Well, where are they at whenever it comes to the, the multiple genders here? To me, to me, that's anti-science and that's illogical. You know, I, I don't understand how you can pick out, you know, are you a unicorn today or a rhinoceros or what, what, whatever it is. Uh, the reality is as a male, female. 
it takes a male female to, 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 to make a kid, and life begins at conception. And, and to me, I, I don't understand how they can ignore those facts. And it, to me, that's just basic, uh, basic science. You know, I learned that in probably you know, sixth-grade science class, biology. Uh, you know, so another thing that we're talk, you guys talked about, you know, we talked about the different genders. But one thing that they're pu- pushing, and I saw this at the Heritage uh, recently, back, I think back a few months ago. Uh, there's a, there's an act uh, called the Equality Act uh, under Title uh, IV, uh, 1964 Civil Rights Act, and now they're trying to extend uh, sexual orientation and gender identity to be a protected classes underneath that uh, versus just versus just race and gender. Now they're now they're pushing uh, to expand that. Uh, to me, that's just illogical all the way around. And you know, a few other things I'd like to hit on. You know, today Corey Lewandowski, you know, was was brought up on the hill. Here's a private citizen. You know, that yep. being asked to come and test, testify yet again. I think he he said he has already testified something like twenty to twenty four hours already. And to me, that's like a solid solid day of testifying uh, to to these guys who are fishing uh, for anything. You know, and I love it how Corey gave it back to them. Uh, and basically, uh, the Democrats deserve the, the backlash that they're going to get out of this. Uh, there's nothing there. We've already proven that. The Mueller investigation has proven there's nothing there. But now they're still trying to push this flawed narrative uh, that there's still something there. The reality is, you know, like I said, Trump's going to win uh, re-election. He's going to win the, the the popular vote. And at the end of the day, they're they're, they're holding on uh, by the by the skin of their teeth, hoping to keep the House and hopefully try to gain the Senate. Uh, the reality is, I, I don't believe that they're going to be able to do that as well. Uh, but I love I love what Corey had to do, and I love that there's people like you know the panel that's here right now. That's going to be out there fighting and pushing back, and, and we can do it in in a, in a nice, respectful way. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think most people in this country, and, and you cited uh, something a minute ago about 83 uh, percent with regards to violence uh, uh, or mass shootings being um, a uh, um, um, what what's a mental health issue. You know, and I think there's there's many rational people out there that's going to end up at the end of the day seeing that what we're talking about, what what we're pushing, especially if we do it in the in the right way. It's factual, it's science-based, it's logical, and it's basically common sense. And what the left is pushing is nonsensical, fantastical fantasy land. And you know, I, I believe that if, if enough people continue to pay attention to what's going on around in the country, we're going to be able to not only win back the House, the Senate, and, and, the, and keep the White House, but we're going to be able to win back the next generation of, of kids that are coming up right now. And that's what it's going to take. And uh, you know, it's going to take all of us working together, working in concert. And being respectful with one another uh, as best we can, uh, you know. And at the end of the day, the, the left's going to be be seen for what they are. They're radical. They're illogical, and they have a flawed, destructive, and evil ideology. They they despise this country, and they want to see the destruction of it, and, and basically be replaced with some sort of fantasy land, uh, uh, you know, uh, ide- ideological uh, thinking versus a rational thinking, uh, you know, society to replace us. Anyway, that's kind of my rant, if you will. So. No, I agree. No, I agree, one hundred percent. I mean, it, you know, and this is this is what we're dealing with. I mean, they they are definitely unhinged. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Let, let, let me bring up one more topic, and this could be a topic for another part of your show or, or another show. Look at Minneapolis. What's going on up there with the number of police officers that they need? The chief of police and the yes. police is overwhelmed, and they're up there knocking people out left and right. And, and uh, you know, the, the the left is saying, "Oh, there's no issue here." And I think it's where Omar is also a congresswoman, if I'm not not mistaken. You know, where's she oh, at yeah. on this whole not? You know, where's she at on, on this? 
and now they're trying to say that there's no issue. But I love it that the African American police chief, and I, I say that so that because the left loves to play this, you know, the, the racist game. Uh, you know, the African American police uh, chief of police said there is an issue here. There's a problem. We're overwhelmed and we're undermanned, and we need we need we need more more police officers. He's trying to he's trying to uh, hire three to four hundred more police officers, and of course the city council is trying to say, oh, there's there's not an issue, but we'll let you hire fourteen more police officers. And he's like, that's not enough. That's not enough. We're overwhelmed here, and, and that, that's the problem. And of course the left saying that there's not an issue here. There's absolutely an issue. And it's the, the fact that uh, Minneapolis has been controlled by Democrats for far too long. And look at Baltimore. Look at any other city that's had Democrat rules for far too long. Look at the crime rate. Look at the murder rate. You know, look at the, the rapes, uh, the thefts, and, of course, now the, the made-up crimes with the Smollett and all that stuff. You know, look at all that nonsense. And now how Smollett, how he's a victim because we called him out on his lies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, it's – it's backwards. It's I mean, totally backwards. I mean, how can he? How, how can how can small how can small a be a victim if he did something that's wrong, got called out on it? Now all of a sudden, well, since you called him out on his lies, he's a victim. It's it's so ridiculous. It's so backwards. Uh, you know, we, we've got to get on 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 a better path forward, or this country is going to be gone within a generation or two. Very true. Very true. Uh, I do want to go to Mike Peters in New York, and then we'll go to a quick commercial, and then we'll bring in um, Joshua uh, Amanov, and then we'll also talk to Bradley Burris. Uh, but uh, Mike Peters in New York, go ahead. Mike Peters in New York, go ahead. Mike Peters, you there? Just not. All righty. We will go to commercial, and uh, we will be right back, everybody. Stay with us. This is the Rory Sauter Show, coast-to-coast, worldwide. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love, like chicken, shrimp, and cheese, just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. She's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. 
When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse harder blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Stoddard Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss me, past clips, past episodes, we need 24-7 breaking news coverage. Visit my media site, the next, N-E-X, Gen, G-E-N, U-S-A, dot com. Also remember, I will be starting on a national uh, political radio station in two weeks, and we will be, the show will be heard on that station by millions across the United States. I'm very excited for that opportunity, so stay tuned on that. Uh, also, in about a month and a half to two months, we will be releasing the 24-7 network that we're raising lots of money for. Like I said, many big names doing their own shows. Uh, my good friend Joe Arpaio, America's Tough Sheriff, as well as Director of Jihad Watch, Robert Spencer. Both of those guys will be the main faces of of the network. So a lot to look forward to, a uh, lot to bring you with the future of, of the show uh, and, and the stuff we're doing. So. Uh, I do want to welcome uh, to the show, I believe we have him with us now, uh, let's see here, Turning Point, Turning Point USA contributor, correspondent at, Cap, at Campus Reform, and Predator U Ambassador, Joshua uh, Aminov, did I pronounce it right? Aminov, yes. Thank you for having me, Rory. Absolutely, my friend. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, because I... I looked you up, and uh, we're friends on Facebook. But uh, you know, you've uh, you've had quite the, the resume for your age. You've done you've done quite a bit in politics. Tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, first off, uh, I I'm I'm a student at Ryder University. I study business administration and political science, and I'm also involved in Predator U's Predator Force program, which is a group of uh, students, conservative students, online. There are about uh, several thousand of us, and we're uh, always trying to spread Prairie View content throughout all sorts of social media platforms. And it was from there that I learned about the organization called Turning Point USA. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Turning Point USA is a nonprofit 501c3 organization that focuses on promoting free market principles, limited government, and individual liberty on college campuses throughout the country. And we have a presence on over a thousand campuses. And I'm proud to say that we have a, a chapter on, on, on Riders Campus. And uh, we're actually going to – we've been uh, operational for over a year now. And when we originally presented the chapter, we uh, we got denied uh, by the student government to receive recognition. And when we came back, we were able to get approved. That's not common uh, for people – for chapters that get disapproved, but we were able to pull it off the second try. And um, in the time that we've been running, we've had uh, five speakers uh, who are uh, nationally known, and we've had – all sorts of activism events throughout our campus. Like our recently, we had our free speech ball event, where basically we have a ten foot tall beach ball, and we have 
students walking by signing in in support of free speech. And, you know, we're raising awareness this way in a fun way because a lot of students are either apathetic to politics or they only know what their professors teach them, which is pretty much Marxism. And we wanted to show them that, you know, first off, there is a lot of fun in politics. There's ways of getting involved that isn't just, you know, reading books all day. And the second thing that's important about events like our free speech ball is that we're promoting these values that aren't being taught to them. You know, a lot of students don't even realize that free speech is a value that many country, many people in other countries yearn to have. And it's because they're born into it that they don't even realize how precious it is. And we're trying to remind them about this. And hopefully they'll go as far as not even not just recognizing this, but maybe also maybe they'll also fight for it in some way. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I hear you. I, I, I hear what you're doing, and, and you know, I love what you're doing. I, I love that you're, you know, constantly fighting, uh, you know, for our rights and, and doing, doing what, uh, you know, America would, you know, Ameri- the, our founding fathers would, would want us to do. I mean, you know, we're really dealing with a crisis right now from the radical left and from them trying to strip us of our rights and take away our our all our, our values of what you know of what America was founded on. I mean, it's it's sick stuff. And and tell us, you know, tell us about the campus. I mean, you you're a correspondent at uh, Campus Reform. Uh, tell us about uh, you know. Obviously, you probably see a lot of different stuff. The war on free speech, the protests. You 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 um, you know you probably see all those different crazy occurrences uh, frequently, right? Yeah. So campus reform. We aim at uh, exposing liberal bias uh, wherever it occurs on any college campus, and uh, I focus more on the issues that occur at Ryder, and fortunately it's not as bad at Ryder, but it is apparent at times, uh, and I, I still have to make sure that uh, stories are reported on that, that are occurring at other campuses that are nearby, and uh, it, it really is unbelievable what can happen. I'll give you an example of the top story that happened at my school. So. We had a we had a survey sent out uh, several times over the course of my time at our school, and the survey was sent to the entire student body, asking them what their top three choices for restaurants would be if, if the school could bring a few outside restaurant chains in. And uh, I know where this is going. Yeah, you know where this is going. Well, multiple <laughs> times in a row, uh, Chick Fil A was was voted number one, if not number two. And um, in the beginning of last school year. The school emailed all of us saying, all right, guys, so we saw your survey results. This one can't work for this reason. This one can't work for this reason, business-related reasons. And then they said, but Chick-fil-A, we don't want them because we're, we're not al- their values are not aligned with ours. And they're basically attacking them for being you know, uh, pro-Christian. And, and I found that to be wholly unacceptable, and I felt this needed to be reported because the student body – and I'm sure most of them are not conservative either being a school in New Jersey – they were not thinking about this politically. They were just thinking about what they want to eat. They were thinking freely when they casted their vote for this new restaurant. And it was as if the school was disappointed that they weren't thinking um, as left-leaning as they should be and in involving politics in every decision in, in their lives. So they decided to, you know, to, to take the initiative and not allow Chick-fil-A to come to campus. It's almost like they're forcing students have to think, if, if God forbid, they think for themselves. So after this whole controversy, when we reported on it, uh, next thing you know, uh, our dean of the of the business school. The, so the school, after we reported on it, they actually doubled down. They just said, "Yeah, we we're 100. You know, we're not letting Chick Fil A in until they align with our values." 
Um, basically, they said, you know, they're not they're not they're not sorry for what they for what they said about not uh, appreciating Chick-fil-A's values. And then after that, several months later, the College of Business Administration dean, uh, who I know very well, she's a very nice lady. Uh, she ended up resigning from her position after revealing to us later on, of course, that uh, the school actually gave her and other administration officials talking points on how to handle this controversy when it was originally happening. And in one of these talking points, it was basically, uh, you know, attacking people who, it was basically putting down people who believe in Christian values. And this was this was what pushed my dean uh, to ultimately uh, decide to to step down from her position uh, back to a normal teaching position. And she received a lot of backlash from staff saying, how could you do this? Uh, and some, of course, there were a lot of staff that were supportive of her decision too, because she was a very reputable dean in our on our on our campus. But I feel that the school uh, over politicized uh, a topic as simple as chicken sandwiches. And this was reported after we reported on campus reform as an ex ex exclusive story. It was reported on Fox, on Breitbart, uh, Daily Wire, and several others. Uh, and you know that's that's you know an important. Uh, an important part about having campus reform uh, doing what they do, you know, without them, it wouldn't be as easy to get out the story, the insane stories that are occurring on campuses throughout the country. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, that story that I told you, but that was the one that rocked our campus the most. And how many, um, how many campuses do you oversee? For, for, for what exactly? Well, I know you go to different campuses and you see where the bias is. How many have it's, you been It's to not limited to a specific number. If we hear something, we, we report it. Uh, you know, there, there are going to be some correspondence that go to the actual schools. Uh, if, if there isn't one in a specific school where there's a story, we're, we're, we're allowed to report on it. Uh, but that's not something that's, that's too, too common. There's usually someone in, in every school. Yeah. Yeah, and let me ask you this. So with, 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 with the school curriculum and what you've seen, would it be fair to say about 80% of the deans at these colleges are left-wing socialists, or would you say more than 80%? Uh, you know, it, it's hard to really put a number on it, uh, and, but I will say this. Uh, a lot of people were surprised at my dean resigning for being, you know, a proud Christian, how she couldn't stand with the administration. Uh, and I feel as if uh, a lot of deans, a lot of teachers in general, this goes for pretty much our whole country, a lot of people are surprised when they find out that their neighbor or their teacher or, or maybe their right. classmate voted for Trump or supports Trump if they find out by action. And I think that's the mentality that a lot of us have is that, you know, I don't want, I don't want these, you know, this is my friend, I don't want to know I support Trump or that I'm a conservative, right. they're going to think I'm racist. So it's, you know, it's hard to really tell for sure. I'm sure there are a lot of other deans out there, like my, my former dean, that's, uh, that's proud of being, you know, a conservative Christian, but there's no way of really knowing for sure how many of these uh, people are out there, people like my dean. Uh, I, I can tell you for sure in terms of a, a hard number, but it's definitely safe to say we have a growing problem. Uh, a lot of a lot of schools are becoming a lot more hardened in their, in their leftist policies, and it's that's showing. Um, you know, just when you look at the new wave of uh, people coming into power, like AOC, you know, she was in school not too long ago, and look what that produced. That's that's what an, uh, an economics degree apparently uh, gives us now. Someone with an economics degree, AOC. How ironic is that? 
Yeah. Oh, somebody. I mean, yeah, and that that's the idiocy uh, of. I mean, those type of people like AOC are, are getting indoctrinated by these socialist professors. I mean, it's bad. And you know, I, I wanted to ask you. Um, you're you signed an executive order. I mean, you you didn't sign it. Trump signed it, but you were there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For yeah. the. Uh, defending free speech on college campus. Uh, tell us about that. You got to meet the president, man. That's pretty cool. It was it was a tremendous honor. I, unfortunately, I didn't get to meet him, but I was able to lock eye contact with him a few times. Uh, we were about twenty feet apart from each other when he was signing it. Uh, he, he it was truly an it was an exhilarating experience going to D.C., going into the White House in the, in the East Wing. Uh, listening to the president address the concern that many of us have been fighting for to get the attention of you know someone like the president um, on what's going on in college campuses throughout the country. You know, free speech is being attacked left and right. Some schools even have free speech zones where you literally have like marked spots throughout campus where you're allowed to speak freely. I mean, that's unacceptable. We sh- that's completely against the, our First Amendment rights. And you know, a lot of schools, a lot of stu- a lot of chapters, a lot of students like Turning Point and students like myself, we've been fighting. Uh, against these policies. And when the president acknowledged the problem that's been going on with college campuses, um, having these flimsy, you know, free speech codes, uh, when he, when he, when he started to speak about this and then go as far as saying, we're going to, we're going to uh, start taking away federal funding from schools that don't uh, respect students' free speech rights. It was just incredible to be there to witness that it was a true honor. And it, motivated me to keep going on, on this path in life to always, you know, fight for freedom, uh, moving forward. What, what the president did was a hundred percent correct. And it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Uh, you know, the schools are, are, are still emboldened to do what they want to do. They look at president Trump as an impediment. They don't look at this as a loss, just, just a minor setback. And that's why we got to keep on our guard because if we don't, if we spend too much time celebrating over this executive order, we can lose the freedom just as easily. We have to still focus on fighting for our values. It was a great victory, though, and I was very, very happy to be uh, at that event. Yeah, man. I mean, that's uh, that's something. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. Um, and so, so you know, we we're, we were seeing kids getting beat up on campuses. I mean, we were seeing some a lot of violence. I mean, it was getting bad. I mean, it, it, it's it's gotten to the Worst level, I think, ever. I mean, it's, I've never seen hostilities of this level, uh, especially on these campuses. And, and just the left and the way they, they run things, explain that stuff. So, actually, it's funny you mentioned that about students getting beat up. So, what I almost forgot to mention, what led to that executive order uh, c- coming to be was when Hayden Williams, who used to be a represent- field representative for the Leadership Institute, which is another important organization in the movement, uh, he, when he was a field representative with them, he was helping a turning point chapter on UC Berkeley's campus table, get new signups for their club, you know, finding new members. And that's when Zachary Greenberg uh, came up to Hayden Williams and punched him in the face. And it was a hard punch. Uh, it, it, and, you know, the president jokes that uh, he had a, a bigger chin than Muhammad Ali, uh, the way he was able to handle that hit. Hayden uh, took a hit for all of us, he says. And uh, the president is right. Hayden did take a hit for all of us because that was the, the event that led to, uh, you know, acknowledging what's been going on in college campuses. That's when the president's attention uh, was 
most focused on most focused towards you know this this the, this this crisis on college campuses, and um, we're actually thrilled to be hosting Hayden Williams at Ryder University coming up this Monday. So if any of you are interested in watching that event live, it will be on our Facebook page, Turning Point USA at Ryder University. Um, and it's going to be an amazing event. He's going to talk about that incident and his perspective on college uh, culture and college campuses in, in greater depth um, that day. It's going to be Monday night. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I'll probably tune into that. That sounds good. And, um, you know, Campus Reform and Turning Point USA, they, they both have grown significantly in the last couple of years. Uh, speak on that a little bit. I know they've, uh, you know, especially when Trump won and during the Trump uh, campaign. Yes, well, it's very simple. Uh, the the left has has completely gone out of control after the Trump the Trump victory in 2016. Their 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 solution to to fighting back against what they look at as this conservative resurgence is that they need to be more socialist. They need to be more hardline leftist, more Elizabeth Warren, and, and more Bernie Sanders. You know, that's what they're look, looking at as a, as a reflection to their last loss. And because of that, they're increasing their, uh, you know, their, their efforts in indoctrinating our students, our fellow mm-hmm. classmates, and the professors and the administrations have become more emboldened in doing this. And that's where Turning Point comes in. Turning Point fights to prevent that from happening. We enlighten students to free market principles. We show them that anyone can succeed. And everyone has the right, has the same rights that we're all, you know, allowed to enjoy. But a lot of students are being told that they can't succeed in life because they might not be, uh, they might be, uh, they might not have white skin color. They don't have white privilege. That's the lie that's going around the most in our campus these days. We had a, we had a speaker event uh, last semester, hosting, we had Anna Paulina and Brandon Tatum. They both used to be directors at Turning Point USA, and they were talking about how they believe white privilege is a myth. Now, Anna Paulina is uh, has a Hispanic background, and Brandon Tatum is of Afri- is a, has a is a has a Afri- is an African American, and he they both spoke about how. They believe anyone can succeed, regardless of your skin color. Very simple. Even if you disagree, it's not a racist thing to say, right? Well, not according to a lot of students at our school. They came in all upset, yelling white supremacists at these speakers. They're not even they're not even white. And it's it's the funniest thing ever. But they're being told this by their professors that that they cannot succeed or they have to work extra hard because they're not white. And that's not true. Right. That is absolutely not true. We, we even had a black president already. I can't understand how they can make this argument. To me, it's, it's nonsense. But I almost, I, I almost believe that the professors know this to be false. But they are doing this for one reason only, and that is to divide more people away from each other so that they can create more groups going towards the left. That's the only thing they have going for them is division. And they're going to keep lying to other groups, to any kind of group of people, whether it be low class or high uh, low class Americans that are trying to become you know more more prosperous in their lives, or you know gay people separating them from straight people, they're going to try to separate women from men, black from white, and this is their tactic, and we got to fight against that. And you know the way we do that at Turning Point is enlight, enlight, enlightening everyone about what uh, you know freedoms they have, and that everyone can enjoy them and become prosperous in life. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, I do got to let you go here in the next couple minutes, but I do want to ask you before you go, 
Very important question, and I've been wondering this for a long time. Do you do you think there? I mean, I, I mean, we know there is in certain ways because we've seen a lot of dirty money these colleges have taken. But I think a lot of this PC culture and a lot of this backwards ideology trying to take America back so many years. I think a lot of it's coming from the dirty money from some of these foreign entities and some of some of these deep state creatures and. We see how majority of universities are controlled by the liberal narrative. I, I really think uh, this has something to do with it. What, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of dirty money, uh, dirty money coming in and playing a role in all of this. But there's also another another factor that plays into this. Uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, the video the "Divest You" by Prager, by uh, by uh, it was it's on Prager U's uh, list of videos on YouTube. Uh, Charlie yeah. Kirk was talking on this. Charlie Kirk is our leader at Turning Point. He was talking about how a lot of a lot of alum at schools, alumni, you know, they'll they'll donate money to their you know alma mater because they're proud of their school. But when they went there, it might have not been as liberal or you know hardline leftist socialist as it is today. And they just keep donating donating money to them, and they don't even realize that it's turning their grandkids or their their children into socialists. I mean, we don't want that, and we don't realize this. But we have to make we have to make more people aware of this so that they instead of I would challenge people who donate to their alma maters to instead donate that money to a conservative organization like Turning Point, like Campus Reform, like like Leadership Institute, Prager University. These are organizations that 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 should be receiving money, not the universities. Unfortunately, this is the way it is today. If you if you're donating money to a university, you are contributing. And making more of the future leaders of this country socialist. It's as simple as that. It doesn't matter if you like it. That's what your money is doing. And I would challenge all of you to, to donate that same amount to conservative organizations instead of your, your alma maters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very well said. And uh, tell everybody uh, where they can find you and, and tell us if you have any new projects you're working on, what's some of the latest stuff you're working on. Well, you can find me on Twitter. And on Facebook at at Real Josh Aminov. And uh, currently, I'm finishing up my last semester at Ryder, so I'm uh, trying to you know finish this year strong with uh, with activism, with Turning Point, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll see we'll see where uh, where jobs take me. But uh, that's that's in the works for now. But uh, definitely, uh, top priority is is finishing the year strong with uh, with uh, good activism with Turning Point on campus. Perfect. Well, sounds good, man. Well, uh, thank you, and uh, we'll definitely have you back soon. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me, Rory. Absolutely, my friend. Have a great night. You as well. I would also like to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us right now, we have, we have activist and Proud Boys member uh, Bradley Burns. Bradley, you with us? Bradley, you there? Bradley, are you there? Rory, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How are you? Are you there? Yeah, oh, excellent. Good. No, I'm doing well, man. It's great to finally talk to you. Absolutely. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Give us a little bio. I know uh, you're involved with the Proud Boys. I uh, know you've got a lot of activism stuff you're working on. Sure, yeah, absolutely. I'm the uh, 
New Mexico chapter president of the Proud Boys. We uh, had quite the busy weekend. We had a rally on Saturday. Um, that was a huge success. And then uh, on top of that, Trump decided to visit on Monday. So we were out there for that as well. So it was uh, it was quite the weekend. A uh, little bit about myself. Uh, I'm an artist. Um, and that's usually how I, you know, make my income. I'm a sole proprietor, so doxing me is really difficult. Um, so I, I lucked out on that. And that's basically why I, I put myself at the forefront of the Proud Boys. And uh, I'm really, really proud of this chapter. And we're in communication with all the other chapters, of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a really great weekend. And uh, hopefully there's a lot more to come after that. Tell us about the rally, though, man. Tell us how was it. Sure. So uh, the Trump rally was uh, it was absolutely incredible. Uh, the energy was just super high energy. Uh, unfortunately, only about half of us made it in um, because it was just so packed. I think the arena held uh, ten or twenty thousand, but there was about seventy thousand people there. Some, something insane. I mean, it broke a ton of records. And uh, you know, Trump got up and uh, he did what Trump does best and. Uh, Gave it to us straight. He added plenty of humor. Gave us all the numbers and uh, showed us where he's doing excellent and and uh, you know why our state needs to go ahead and turn red. Um, I think it's going to flip Republican, um, which is uh, pretty rare for a blue state like ours. But uh, I think they've been crunching numbers, and I don't think he would have come here unless uh, they were pretty positive that they were going to turn the state red. So. Yeah, Trump showed up and it was it was amazing. Um, super high energy, super positive. I mean, we all left the place feeling like uh, you know, like new men after that point. So it was it was great. That the Trump rally was amazing. Yeah, and um, my my understanding is that um, there were a few protesters there. How was that In, inside that he had? Yeah. Uh, there were a few times I was watching on TV and you know how he. <laughs> Go home to mommy. Go. Home. I mean, his responses <laughs> are hilarious. Uh, but what were these protesters like? They didn't show them on TV, but I'm sure you saw. Yeah, I mean, there was there was a couple of them. I mean, you, you get like one or two guys inside the arena, and they get kicked out right away. And of course, Trump immediately jokes, "Oh, they're going to say it was a massive protest against <laughs> Donald Trump." When there's you know maybe one guy inside waving a, a sign around or something like that. Um, and there was a few protesters uh, outside. Um, mm-hmm. They were, you know, they were quite the, uh, I don't want to say freak show for being rude, but, I mean, <laughs> that's basically what it was. It was pretty crazy. Um, and honestly, I think, you know, we held our flag wave rally on uh, on Saturday. A lot of people thought that was for Trump, but we had actually been planning this for six or eight weeks prior to that, the Trump rally just happened to line up with our flag wave rally on Saturday. So what ended up happening was we went out Saturday uh, and all the, all the crazed leftists met up with us. There was about 30 of us and probably about a hundred of them. Um, luckily the police kept us pretty well separated uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but uh, I think what happened was we really wore them out on Saturday most of them didn't show up for the Trump rally on Monday because, you know, we just we, – we went out and waved our flags. It was the anniversary of the uh, national anthem last Saturday, so we just got a bunch of flags, and we went downtown uh, in Albuquerque, and we just waved our flags and celebrated America. 
And, of course, that brought out the screeching demons of our city. And uh, so <laughs> I like to, uh, you know, I like to give myself and, and my boys a little bit of credit for exercising those demons prior to the Trump rally on Monday because uh, I really feel like we wore them out, and they were just such low energy. There were so few of them, and uh, they were just worn out by the time Monday rolled around. So uh, it was, it's been an amazing weekend. It was a huge victory for all of us, so it was great. Yeah, and speak on speak on New Mexico, because New Mexico is one of those states now that's in play for 2020, and it's always been a blue state. And I'm, I'm sure you go out in the community and you see a lot of, you know, responses from, you know, people. And, and apparently this Trump event uh, at the rally yesterday was the biggest attendance-wise, I think, in New Mexico history is what they said, if I recall correctly. I mean, it was right. it was insane. Yeah, it it really was. Um, it, it broke a bunch of records. I'm sure you could, you know, you can look it up online and find exactly which ones. But I mean, it was huge. It was massive. And this is this is the first time in quite a few years that we have a chance to to flip red and and go Republican, um, because this state has been under rule by Democrats for 87 years now. And uh, Jesus Christ. You know, the, Yes, yes. The the majority of New Mexico has been ruled by Democrats for about 87 years now, and I think wow. a lot of these Hispanic voters are waking up to what's actually happening. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of them here, most of them are not uh, even immigrants. A lot of them are sixth and seventh generation, you know, Hispanic Americans. They're not even Mexicans. They're they're 100% Americans. They just happen to be brown. And uh, yeah. So I think this is the first time in probably a century. Um, that we have a real chance at uh, flipping the state uh, back to the right direction. I like to describe New Mexico as California without the money. I mean, it's it's basically the same culture here. It's it's very liberal. It's very um, uh, the, a very open border kind of a state. And uh, mm-hmm. so you know, the Proud Boys here are a rare breed. You know, we uh, <laughs> that's I mean, we're very outnumbered when we go out and we we do these rallies and and we're always geared up. We have our protective vests on, and I mean, we're, we're we go out ready to be maced and attacked, and I mean, it, it's incredible. It really feels like you're headed out for uh, headed out for battle when we do these things. Um, but uh, yeah, New Mexico is a crazy state. We're like California without the money, so people here are even more impoverished, uh, more desperate. Um, I know California is there. I think they're number one for lowest standard of living in the United States, but New Mexico isn't far behind. Um, you know, a lot of uh, northern New Mexico is very liberal. Southern New Mexico tends to be a little more conservative. Um, so, I mean, our state is always kind of at odds with each other. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're still an open carry state and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, we're in a very unique position. I think New Mexico is is kind of similar to Michigan in, in 2016. Trump really, you know, he sees a blue state that he wants. And that's why he's coming here. And I don't think he would have showed up on Monday unless they were confident that, that they could get a, a red state out of us in uh, 2020. Yeah, no, no, I hear you. And, you know, explain the details about some of these events that you do with the proud boys. I mean, you're facing Antifa. I'm sure it gets pretty intense with all this. And you probably travel quite a bit of places, right. To do this stuff. Uh, well, for the most part, um, we just let it take place in uh, central New Mexico, right there in Albuquerque. That's where most of our events take place. And I mean, really, we're 
we we've turned into a uh, we're just a, a men's fraternity. You know, people we're we're famous for going out and fighting Antifa and marching on these um, marching on these liberal cities to let them know that you know America is never going to be a socialist nation. You're going to have to go through us first. Um, you know, we're out there on the front lines of the culture war. You know, um, there's a lot of great people that are battling the intellectual battle, which is awesome, and of course we need them, but we also need you know, strong men of valor and character um, uh, to go out and, and, and face these people. And Albuquerque is unique because you don't only get the crazy uh, white liberal Antifa members, you also get the Mexican nationalists um, who want to wave the Mexican flag in your face. And, yeah, it gets, it gets real intense between, you know, you could feel the tension um, thank God uh, the Albuquerque Police Department came out and did an excellent job for us, and um, they really kept everybody safe and separate. You know, like I said, we go down there fully prepared. You know, um, and a lot of the uh, a lot of the journalists there. You know, I did I did two or three interviews that day, and a lot of them they asked me, you know, well, what, what about the violence? What do you think about all the violence that's happening between your group and these other groups? And uh, I respond to them that you know we don't condone violence of any kind we're not a violent group we're a group we're a patriotic drinking club we'd rather be in our backyards having a barbecue waving the flag and having a beer that's what we're actually all about unfortunately we're in this uh, political climate where we have to get out of our comfort zone we have to get out of our house and we've got to go down on the street and confront these people because uh, the more comfortable they get the crazier they get and you notice that culturally, you know, you talk earlier about um, all of a sudden pedophilia is going to become normalized. And, uh, you know, they, they want to take us down this crazy road of subjectivism where oh, everyone experiences their own truth. There's no such thing as real truth. And it takes you down this crazy rabbit hole culturally and politically that we're just not ready to go down. So the Proud Boys, we're, we're a group that draws the line in the sand. We say no. You don't get to do that. This is as far as you're going to get. That's it. No further. No pedophilia. No craziness. Drag queen story hour is not okay with us. Uh, you know, and and it of course it draws out the idea that well we must be bigots or homophobes or all these silly ideas. And no, our group is incredibly diverse. There there is home uh, homosexual proud boys. There is um, we have plenty of black and brown proud boys. I think my chapter is probably more brown and black than it is white. <laughs> to be honest with you, but it's just funny that these journalists come out and they uh, they want to call us a white supremacist group and, and run our name through the mud. And they do that um, because we're the ones – we're the conservative answer to Antifa is what the Proud Boys are. Um, yeah. you know, so we go out there and confront these people, and they are so racist towards our uh, black and brown brothers. It's incredible. I mean they call them race traitor. They call them horrible names. They're basically telling these guys to get back on the plantation, and it's so ugly. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, we go out there and we face this, and the real racism comes out, and, of course, it's from the left. And, um, I mean, it's it's incredible, the, the, the names that they call these guys. You know, my brothers that are around us, you know, they these journalists come up and say, oh, what's it like to be part of a white supremacist group? And I'm standing right next to one of my black brothers. It's incredible. There's no sense of self-awareness when it comes to these people. So, you know, Antifa is uh, – they're crazy. They, 
I don't think they know what they get themselves into. They, you know, they, they ask us, these journalists ask us, well, what about the violence? Do you condone the violence that's happening? I say, absolutely not. But we're definitely better at it than they are, so they should stop. Right. You know, um, and and that's uh, that's what we do as as Proud Boys. I mean, it's it's wonderful to be part of this fraternity. It's an incredible brotherhood, and uh, I would encourage anybody who's interested to uh, seek out a local chapter, and if there isn't one, look into creating one yourself. And in places like New Mexico, where you are, you know, we see places like California or places that are run by liberals in Oregon, you know, we saw what happened in Portland. They condone Antifa to attack Republicans like Proud Boys. Are you guys getting, is that kind of treatment happening to you where you have these liberal politicians in New Mexico condoning the violence? Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. We have uh, our our governor uh, came out recently, and uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham, um, she came out recently and said she needs Oh well, New Mexico is going to take a stand against hate groups, and uh, of course she's talking about Proud Boys and um, other groups who have decided, no, we're drawing a line in the sand. That's it. You don't get to go any further. This is crazy. We're not going to let, you know, our wonderful country that has given all of us so much. We're not going to let it go down the, you know, the proverbial toilet bowl. We're just not going to do that. Um, and so, you know, she hasn't come out directly and said that she condones what Antifa does, but. In condemning the Proud Boys, who really are the nonviolent group, we we go out and protect free speakers. You know, um, we had like we you know speakers like Milo Yiannopoulos, where the leftists want to yep. go out and destroy property and hit people over the heads with bike locks and everything in in, in protest of the free speaker. Uh, they're trying to shut them down. Proud Boys go out there and run security for everybody. We're we're really famous for running security for Ann Coulter. And uh, speakers like that, they just want to come out and have a, uh, a speaking event. What's wrong with that? That's the, the thing is that what I've noticed in my observation of Antifa, their justification yes. for all of this is that speech equals violence. So right. when uh, one of these speakers is out there, just, about 40, I got to go to commercial about 40 seconds. Yeah, I got you. Um, but uh, yeah, their their justification is that free speech is violence. So we get to hit you over the heads with bike locks. And we just – we're out there protecting people. That's what we do. Well, I love it, man. I really do. Uh, stay with us, though, because uh, I really uh, definitely want you to uh, promote your stuff for sure. Uh, if you want to stick around, we got some topics that we're going to cover before the show's over for, like, the last half hour if you want to be on the panel. Sure. Uh, I don't know if you yeah, have absolutely. to go or whatever. Okay. All right. So, sure. Sounds good. Um, again, and give a, give a promotion real quick of where people can find – uh, proud, you know, if they want to sign up for Proud Boys or all that stuff, real quick, like ten seconds, if you can do it real quick. Sure, official ProudBoysUSA.com. That's the best place to find it. Sounds good, buddy. We'll be right back, everybody. Stay with us. Um, stay with us, Bradley. We'll be right. We'll be right back. Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, Skyray Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at Skyray Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaysecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes. 
or call 240-888-0682. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the behind-the-scenes production. Everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert, to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. Everybody, we got a couple more things to get to, and I'm going to get all my panel's thoughts and opinions. A um, few more headlines that I want to name off. Uh, and then we need to discuss. First off, really big, really big article out today, news out today, is that uh, the DOJ IG report from Michael Horowitz is uh, it's about to be released. They're finalizing it. Uh, I'm pretty sure they've even submitted it already. I mean, it's pretty much done. Um, and it's just going to be a matter of time until we, you know, get more and more. Uh, it seems like they've uncovered a lot, though. Um, everything with the FISA warrant that was illegally obtained with the Carter Page, you know, uh, framing. I mean, you know, there's so many things that they did with the Obama administration that uh, is is beyond, beyond illegal, uh, as corrupt as it gets. 
and uh, I, I think that we're going to actually, believe it or not, be in for some surprises. I, I think that uh, I, I really think a lot, a lot is about to be uncovered, more, more in, in some ways than we think. Uh, I, I, we don't have all the exact details right now, so I, I don't want to, um, you know, obviously prolong, you know, this segment and this topic. But as, as we get closer and as they officially release it and we get all the facts, I will do a huge entire segment on it. Uh, but just know, uh, stuff is coming. It really is. Um, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Uh, I ran. I ran. To, I ran. Uh, it's really, they're, they're playing with fire. They are playing with fire. If they did what we think they did, it ain't going to be pleasant. Uh, and Trump spoke about that earlier today. Uh, one four. Well, it's looking that way. We'll have some people uh, having some very strong studies, but it's certainly looking that way at this moment. And uh, let you know. As soon as we find out, just let we'll let you know. But it does look that way. But one more, I don't want more with anybody else. Somebody that would like not to have more. We've got the strongest military in the world. We've spent more than a trillion and a half dollars in the last year of time on our military. Nobody's even close. Best equipment in the world. We have the best missiles. As you say, you just put the Patriots as even close. Uh, but uh, no, I don't want more with anybody. More than anybody. Uh, two and a half years ago, I will tell you, it's not the same thing. And with what we've done, we've totally rebuilt our military. everybody that was um, multiple clips from all yesterday uh, part of it was the rally and part of it was when he was on the White House lawn uh, explain and also in the 
uh, in the Oval Office as well. So, uh, you know, that was all from yesterday, just kind of divided up. But, you know, I mean, he's right. You know, we, we have our own oil now. Uh, we are a huge leader. Uh, we don't rely on the Middle East like we once did. Uh, you know, and I, I really don't think Trump, uh, you know, is going to fall for, for their crap. I mean, you know, it's, if we have to do something, we'll have to do something. Trump is the last guy that will get pushed around, but he's also not stupid. He won't start an unnecessary war because they want to do a little poking. You know, you know, he, he knows that, that that's what they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to, they're, they're trying to uh, test him. That's exactly what they're trying to do. And you know what bothers me about Iran? They like to play the victim. They like to deny things. I mean, there are times where they take accountability, but there are times where they deny things because uh, they're scared. They are, you know what? And the fact that for the first, for the first time in a long time, we're the leader uh, in oil, in energy. Uh, it's big. This is big. Think about for the longest time how we relied on the Middle East for, you know, oil and, and a lot of different things. Not anymore. I mean, they, they are struggling so bad, Iran. They are dying to make a deal with us. Trust me. Their economy is suffering so bad. And you know what? we got to also be careful that other world leaders are not – um, um, coordinating or, or you know colluding with the with Iran. Other countries, you know, if they're they're if they're colluding with Iran or or connecting with them and trying to do stuff behind our back, we have to be very careful. I mean, I would not be surprised. I mean, Iran and some of these other countries are very very sneaky, and we've seen a lot of these countries and allies work together uh, behind our backs before. So this would not be a first time. So this is something to strongly keep an eye on. Obviously, it's still developing. We'll get back to it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it is one of those things where it's not something to be ignored because this is definitely going to keep uh, developing. Um, the witch hunt continues. Uh, the Manhattan DA has now subpoenaed Trump's personal corporate tax returns. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get very far, uh, but the fact that the state of New York has this sort of power and authority over the most powerful person in the world, the president, is disgraceful. These people should not have this sort of power over our president and this sort of this corruption. Uh, it shouldn't exist. Imagine if they were doing this to Obama. All hell would break loose. The media would cry about it. They'd start playing the victim. All, all this, all, all this um, oppression crap would start coming out. I mean, you know what? This, this is sick. You guys are looking for whatever way you can to bring him down. You haven't found anything. You've looked millions of ways, and you keep coming up short, and you never – you guys just can't give up. You can't let it go. You, rather than work for your constituents, you want, you want to waste time with this. It's a witch hunt. If there was anything on Donald Trump, it would have came out way long before the election. The best they had was him saying on tape that he was going to grab him by the pussy. So what, that, that's the worst that they had. This, it's what it is. It's what it is. Did anybody watch that Corey Lewandowski thing today? What a joke. Over and over. They asked the same question. They, they, try, they try to ask the same question sometimes, but they mix it up a little bit so it sounds like a different question just to see his response. 
It's political theater at its finest. It's complete crap. It has no meaning. These Democrats know they have nothing, but they want their sheep to draw this narrative that there's something there because the Democrats can't accept defeat. They can't accept that their Russian collusion narrative failed. They can't accept that they're about to be beaten 2020. They can't accept that uh, we are winning again. And what do they do? They take their power and use it in the wrong way. This is what they do. It's over and over and over. And Corey Lewandowski, I'll tell you what, this guy's a star. This guy did a a hell of a job um, on the on the on, on the on the stand today. I mean, completely loyal to the president. You know, answers the questions truthfully, straight answers. Doesn't hold back. Says what's on his mind. Drives a lot of these lefties nuts, and I love it. I think it's great. And uh, he wasn't giving in. He's not one of those guys that uh, that will give in. It's, it's just not. And that's hard to find. That's hard to find these days, especially in a place like Washington. You know, it, it's it, – it's, um, and his character. I think he'll be a great senator. I think he has a lot of potential. I think there's a, a bright, big future uh, for Corey Lewandowski. And, you know, like I said, you know, these questions are so idiotic and had no merit. I mean, and they were trying to ask him stuff and say stuff that wasn't even in the report. I mean, that they're trying to bring up their own facts that don't even exist. It's a totally backwards narrative. And this is what they do. They try to get people, they twist people's words, and they try to get them to say the wrong thing. It's textbook. This is what it is. It's insane. And last but not least, uh, you know, this this entire Kavanaugh thing, it's got to stop. You know, how, how many times last year did we hear over and over constant gibberish, garbage, lies, slander about this man? None of it was true. It was all he said, she said. And, and, and you know what? It was also proven that this Dr. Ford, who looks like Garth from Wayne's World, was lying all along. She was set up. Her own father, the woman that testified, Garth, Dr. Ford, Christine Ford, whatever, her own father believed uh, uh, Kavanaugh. I mean, if that is any indication... And this, this recent allegation that came out, this random, says the victim says she doesn't recall. And she, she was basically um, forced to say something, and, 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 she, and she was put in a bad situation. And this is what the Democrats do. So you have them threatening multiple people to give false testimonies to advance their agenda. Because they didn't want Kavanaugh approved because that's more power for Trump. Think about it. You know, that, that, that destroys them. They, they were going to do whatever it took to bring him down and not allow, not allow him to get in. 
slander his character, ruin his family, say all this false stuff. It's disgusting. And it never ends. There's no evidence. You even have the New York Times that went back on the story. And and they know it's false. It's a lie. Nothing ever happened with Kavanaugh. There's been three different victims that have been proven to be liars. So, you know what? It's it's absolutely insane what you guys are. You know, we saw what you did with, um, what's the guy's name? Uh, God. Clarence Thomas back in the 90s with the Anita Hill thing. I mean, this you guys play dirty every single time a Republican gets power. This is what you do. And it doesn't end. And you don't care. Whatever extent, you'll go to whatever level of hostility, and you don't care who it ruins. It's sad stuff. It really is. really is. Uh, Dr. Hennon, I'll start with you. Well, you know, I, I actually get, get tired of the left playing all these games. Number one with Kavanaugh, a, a guy that's an innocent man, outstanding man. And, uh, you know, they, yeah, they, they want to try to just make never up had the one issue. Never had one issue on his background. Well, that's that's right. And, you know, how many times did he have that background check and they never found anything? I mean, not the slightest bit. And, and yet, you know, they want to keep pushing this false narrative, try to make him look like he's a dirty guy, and then just keep pushing it. And, and you know, those, those tactics that, you know, I think that what it's doing is making the public a little bit more aware of how the Democrats actually work, uh, number one. And, and you, you, you look at, like, well, the, the Iran thing, that's a serious thing, and I agree with you. They have to make sure, you know, who actually did what over there. Make sure there's no other countries tied in with, uh, you know, trying to cause something, um, you know. But I tell you what, Trump is right. You know, we are stronger than we've been in a long, long, long time. And if it's Iran that's doing the stuff, um, there's some serious consequences coming. And I would support that 100 percent. If I was in Congress today, I'd say, you know what, give them the go ahead on it. Because uh, it's something that needs done. You can't just like you know draw a, a red line just like Obama does and let them always cross over it. Uh, you know we've got to stand up and fight for America. We've got to make sure that we're uh, watching out for our allies as well. Um, you know I guarantee you anything happens. It's like I, I don't think we'd have to have boots on the ground there. Number one, they've got a, I believe it's like ninety to a hundred thousand um, uh, rebels within that country that are ready to fight. Uh, so you know we, we take out some of their you know. Of military assets and you know get rid of that and then the rebels can take over from there uh, we wouldn't need boots on the ground uh, you know there, there's just so many issues going on and it, it's time that we just start seeing and you know it's America first America first America first and we have got uh, the oil industry here is just phenomenal we're self-sufficient for once you know and, and that's a great thing to be we don't have to back down we don't have to cower down to anybody um, just all these issues, just like they just keep building and building, and the Democrats are one lie after another. Corey Lewandowski, that man, like you said, he is a star, um, and he is he is a true patriot. And I'll tell you what, he's nothing like Michael Cohen, who who was a snake. Uh, you know, he'll actually stand with the president, and he'll actually do the right thing. So I applaud Corey Lewandowski for you know how he stands up against all of this and just goes straight forward, answers the question, gets get gets it done and does it the right way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Dr. Hennon. And uh, 
in case I don't get back to you, uh, tell everybody where they can connect with you. Um, you can actually connect with me. Um, Hennon, and it's just the number four, so not, not F-O-R, just the number four, Ohio2020.com. I'm also on Facebook. You can look me up, Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E, Hennon, H-E-N-N-E-N. Um, on Twitter, it's D-R-D, Hennon, H-E-N-N-E-N. Uh, and you can find me on, on those places. Uh, you can donate on the website. Um, you know, lot, lots of easy ways just to find me. Sounds good, my friend. Absolutely. Uh, Michael Valsi, go ahead. Well, we covered a lot of ground again there. Uh, Corey Lewandowski, just brilliant. I mean, uh, what else can you say? Uh, it, it's, it's guys like him. It's people like Proud Boys, right, that the left is not used to. They're not used to being confronted. They were so used to dealing with conservative rhinos for years and years and years. They're just not used to be confronted on the radical agenda. So I think it's brilliant. Um, The other thing is, uh, as far as the Kavanaugh thing goes, you know, they're going to use Kavanaugh. And the reason they're doing this to this poor guy who's a wonderful family guy with two young girls is to deter any deter any potential candidates that Trump may nominate to the Supreme Court to just make sure, especially conservative candidates, right, to make them realize what they're going to be put through, to make him try to appoint somebody more liberal, which he won't do. Right. Uh, my thoughts on that with Iran, I, I really think we're dealing with the same kind of a situation we had with uh, North Korea. I think you yep. have some deep state, deep state assets over there. I'm not oh, sure yeah. the Iranian government actually is, is pulling this stuff off, like sending missiles into the oil fields in uh, Saudi Arabia. doesn't sound like something Iran would do. Iran hasn't started a war in 200 years. It, it's deep state assets. Look at the money the previous administration dumped into Iran. Not money alone. We don't know what else they they dumped over there. So with that, um, I know you're running out of time. So thanks for having me. You can find me at uh, on Twitter at Michael Balsi. That's V as in Victor A L S I. And thank you, Rory, for having me. Absolutely, my friend. Always a pleasure. Uh, Todd McKinley, go ahead. Hey, Rory, appreciate you having me. Uh, I'll be very quick. Uh, you can check out my website, www.toddforhouse.com. That's T-O-D-D, number four, H-O-U-S-C.com, or at Todd for House on Twitter. That's at uh, T-O-D-D, number four, H-O-U-S-C. And right now, since we're in our exploratory phase, our Facebook page is down. And other than that, if you can go check out the website, you can donate there. Uh, you know, and I like what the doctor had to say a minute ago. You know, for, for a long time, we've had these rhino Republicans who kind of back down from, you know, being called a name, being called a racist, a bigot, or whatever. It's kind of like the bully in the schoolyard where once your buddy is being attacked, you, you see kids kind of shrink away because they don't want to be called a name or, or be bullied themselves. Uh, we've had nobody stand up, and now all of a sudden we have Donald Trump, and we have very few uh, – well, we have some Republicans that are coming along that are standing up to them. Uh, but you know, moving forward into 2020 and, and onward, we need to elect more and more people who will stand up to the left. And like I say, let's vote for some uh, veterans uh, and get them into to, to Washington and get them in the Congress and the House and the Senate because they'll stand up to this nonsense. They're not going to be afraid to be bullied, and, and these, these are people that can't be bullied. 
uh, you know, at the end of the day, the left has a flawed, destructive, evil ideology, and they're going to push it uh, as far as they can, and they're going to make up their own reality at the end of the day. And we need to basically, like one of your uh, guests said, uh, basically present the facts, present the reality, show people where they can go and, and find things, and uh, um, make the, make up their own mind. Uh, but, the, you know, the left wants to continue indo- to do indoctrinate, and we have to do our, do our own indoctrination, uh, indoctrinate people into reality, into to facts, into the truth. And at the end of the day, I think the truth and facts will win out. Uh, but we just have to continue on and fight back uh, and do everything we can to uh, to win in 2020 and onward and not be afraid. Don't be cowards. Uh, have a spine. And then that's it. I appreciate it, Rory. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Um, Chris Sella, go ahead, buddy. Your thoughts real quick. Uh, so, yeah, I just want to say on, uh, you know, the whole Trump being investigated uh, for his taxes, you know, first – it was Russian collusion. Then it was the 25th Amendment. Then it was back to Russian collusion. Now, then it's obstruction, and um, and he's a bigot. He needs to be removed from office. So I mean, they're just gonna. It's clear that they're gonna stop at nothing until they can, you know, convince, try to convince people that he shouldn't be in office. Even they, uh, they should just try to wait and win the elect, win an election, you know, like you know the normal process. But uh. Anyways, um, on the whole um, Kavanaugh thing, I mean, the politics of personal destruction, I'd never seen anything like I saw uh, with that testimony. Kavanaugh, you know, having the, you know, uh, you know, his having his high school yearbook examined by these, um, you know, by these senators and having, you know, his whole life just, you know, under a microscope. And they found absolutely no evidence that he did anything wrong. And of course, this book comes out, and uh, you know they put this in the New York Times, and yeah, it's just it's 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 basically a deterrent to anyone who wants to um, who Trump may nominate um, uh, to become a judge, especially to the Supreme Court. You know, this is what this is. We're going to put you through a living hell. We're going to destroy your reputation. We are going to do whatever it takes to stop you. And uh, and that's what the Democrats are going to continue to do. Uh, thanks so much, Rory, for having me on. Yeah, did you have did you have another thought on any of the other topics? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, you know, Corey Lewandowski did a great job. Um, you know, I thought he just was very good at you know being able to answer the questions um, and you know not not um, fall for any of the little uh, you know booby traps that the Democrats were laying out. And Jerry Nadler is completely unhinged from reality. He's you know he's yep. a disingenuous, disgusting, lying snake threatening to hold Corey in contempt. I mean, just give me a yep. break, dude. Just, it, it, it's, it's just, it's so, you know, it's, I don't know, um, that guy and Adam Schiff and, you know, just all those people, <clears throat> they, uh, their goal is impeachment. They think that the winning strategy, it's going to blow up in their face in the 2020 election. So, I mean, I, I guess, you know, it, it's just hard to watch, you know, this, this garbage, right. but I guess it's, it's helping us. So, I mean, that's the only, I guess yeah. that's the only good, uh, the good thing. Um, so yeah, we've got, you've got, got it, got to run, but always a pleasure, Chris. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. All righty. Chris, you still there? All righty. Uh, everybody. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, it's been an amazing show. Uh, we've had amazing guests, great dialogue, perfect flow, everything you could want in a show. Uh, we will see you all on Thursday. God bless my audience. Have a great night. 
Cheers, everybody.